0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to This Week in Homelessness with Daniel McDonald. It's Thursday, March the 26th. I'd like uh, to say hello to everyone. Long overdue episode. And this is going to be the coronavirus edition, which has been pretty much on the subject of everyone's minds lately. It's amazing how things can change rapidly, and we kind of have to figure things out as we go along. Where it can please homeless outreach as I have for the last eight years. And uh, we've kind of had to rethink our business model over the last couple of weeks or so and kind of adapt on the fly. Now, obviously, uh, cities, police departments, et cetera, they are wondering about best practices, what to do during COVID-19. I'm going to go over that and what the response of the police should be. Traditionally, they can be good for, and actually very good, for linking the homeless with shelter, housing, healthcare income-producing opportunities, even treatments for addictions and behavioral health conditions. But right now, during COVID-19, with this brave new world, I think there's definitely a a need for homeless outreach, particularly police homeless outreach, to out there continue and and expand their engagement, if possible, with the homeless. Um, It's going to be kind of a transition in the mindset it's going to go from a problem-solving model to a public health and safety model. That's of paramount importance, which is keeping everyone alive. The homeless are particularly at risk. Many of them are older, middle-aged. They have comorbid conditions, which means they have medical conditions, etc., which puts them at increased risk for COVID-19. I was able to uh, contacted the uh, folks at National Law Center, Uh, homelessness uh, and poverty in Washington, they put out a a press release and they recently stated that people without housing are especially vulnerable to poor health and communicable diseases, including COVID-19. And they, they added that unhoused people have limited options for safe sanitary shelter making an effective response to the deadly virus extremely difficult. If you think about it, that's true. They have def- usually have access to um, hygiene. They, they can public or go into public buildings before, like libraries, uh, drop-in centers, soup kitchens, but now that's not an option. Most of the public facilities are closed, and that creates a problem with getting access to... Um, things that we take for granted, power, sanitation, water, food, drink, uh, sanitation, etc. cetera, um, so it makes it very difficult. In California, Co- Governor Gavin Newsom recently estimated up to 60,000 homeless people could become infected infected with the coronavirus, and if you can see how this has already been overwhelming the medical system. Imagine if 60,000 people all needed to go to the hospital, possibly within a week or two of each other. And that's just California, which has about half the nation's homeless population. Anyway, so to to kind of define the, the problem here that I've encountered, and I think it's true across the country, Homeless providers are scaling back their operations in many communities, and that is it's, it's, it's a good idea. I'm not, it's to prevent illness amongst staff members, volunteers. Many of closer officers, or transition to serving their clients via telephone or appointment only, such as one at a time. That creates a social distance, et cetera. Uh, that way you don't have a big uh, group of, of people all, all in your facility at the same time. Sip kitchen, the one uh, near uh, in my community, has gone to a to go model. They give give out boxes, and like any restaurant, they you, they can't dine in anymore. So it's they've served the meals to go. Libraries, other facilities that I've, have, that I've mentioned, have also closed down as well, and that often leads the police, like myself, as the the kind of the last resort, the last response to homelessness so give you some ideas and thoughts these are the, these are the ones that i published in police one on monday and i'll have a link in the in the show notes that you can go there and read the episode it's it's free you don't have to subscribe you can go in there read it feel free to share if you have any questions you can um you can give me a call contact me info at homelesspolice.com or via telephone 800-643-1997. I'd be glad to try and assist you any way I can. Anyway, so what to do during COVID-19? I wanted to I'll go over some of what I'm doing. I also asked around to see what other folks are doing. Ian DeYoung from OrgCode in, in Canada, uh, he's wrote a very good article. I'll link have the link to that about outreach options which are really dependent on your shelter options in your community. A couple of suggestions that Ian had, uh, for communities that, that have expanded their shelter or motel options, outreach can be shifted to connecting the unsheltered homeless to available emergency shelter options. So kind of moving from perhaps a housing model to getting people sheltered. This is mostly for the unsheltered people that are out there on the streets. Get them into emergency shelters many are using motels some are using encampments some are using convention centers so you should be um focused on doing that particularly about transportation uh i have a i have a vehicle a ford explorer i cannot maintain six uh six feet of distance between myself and any passenger in the vehicle my recommendation if public transit is, is available Many of them are. If you have a 40-foot bus, many of them are boarding from the back from the back door. So if you subtract six foot, the first six foot from where the driver is, it's a 40-foot bus. It would have about 34 feet. Still need to socially distance, but seem like they're able to come in about 10 at a time on on the public transit, at least in my community. And going to communities that don't have Increased shelter options right now, and now's the time to plan your outreach efforts and don't compete for increasingly um, scarce shelter resources, particularly if you've ever tried to get a shelter bed before. COVID-19 has always been challenging. Um, Just about every shelter, at least my community and others I work with, uh, there's never enough shelter beds on a good day, let alone during a pandemic. So, in that case, I would focus on the on the most vulnerable populations in, in in your communities. consider leaving disinfectant wipes and hygiene supplies at at encampments, and I parentheses that with if available um I've had to beg, borrow, and steal well, not so much steal. that's just an expression, but um get stuff kind of pieced together stuff disinfectant wipes. Hand sanitizer, etc. So, don't. It's definitely going to be difficult to get, but do what you can. Some communities are hosting like drives where they have food drives before. They might be having medical supply drives. Some are doing that for medical providers that don't have supplies. Some are doing that for the homeless. If you can have a, get a little hygiene kit, you can put together for folks that are staying out there some are going to be in encampments some are going to be very isolated that actually right now might not be a bad idea i told one gentleman last night says this is kind of some of the realistic options one is if you if you have an encampment that is safe and you have permission to be there then that's that's not a bad bad idea if it's somewhere that's safe and out of the way that no one knows where you are at least tell someone but Um, Now's not the time to be clearing encampments unless it's a life safety or or definitely some kind of public health hazard situation. And also Ian from code added, be very clear with the purpose of your outreach at this time and how the intention of the outreach might be different than normal times. You don't want to confuse people now or later, according to Ian DeYoung. So... Definitely tell the homeless what, what's going on. If you were focused on housing them before, or getting them document ready, getting the paperwork in order, and now you can't help them get an ID, et cetera, explain why. I mean, most of them are aware of the pandemic, but, for example, many of the, the t- tax collectors, which is county elected official or does the uh, DMV-type functions – yeah, if you have to have an appointment. You can't walk into them like you did before, so it makes getting an ID difficult. Um some other points maintain social distance, don't conduct outreach as a group activity. Whereas before myself and Clue went out to camps as a as a group of outreach people. Probably don't want to do that right now, just for social distance and safety. Some agencies use a co-correspondent model, such as mental health worker, or addictions person, etc., or housing person. You might want to try and work separately or remotely on that, if possible, or at least have different vehicles or keep a keep a safe distance. If you have someone with you in your vehicle every day, you could infect them, or they could infect you, or vice versa. So. Treat everyone like they have the virus, and they should treat you like you have the virus, etc. If if you've already had an existing outreach team that's been around a while, like I have, uh, for eight years, um, we've already had the opportunity uh, until previous to this to develop trust with the homeless community. They know that we're out there and what we're doing. It's not a trick. We're not going to jump out from behind a tree and take them to jail. At least I'm not. So if you already have that relationship, now is a good time to leverage that relationship and uh, keep lines of communication open. I did speak with Mike McConnell. Um, I'm going to have him on a separate uh, show here in the near future. Uh, Homeless News San Diego on social media, and he's an advocate for the homeless in San Diego. And he, he himself had three recommendations for homeless outreach officers. One is continue to educate the homeless community on on this rapidly developing and evolving situation. Keep the lines of communication open, and uh, you want to do that to reduce distrust and rumors. One of the common rumors I've been asked about was are we going to round people up and make them go to a camp against their will? No, there are going to be additional shelter options, at least where I am, but it's voluntary. It's not mandatory, and you shouldn't be mandating anything unless it's a health or safety issue, and also offer the ability to reach out to the the police or anyone anonymously if they become sick and need help or observe others that are sick and require medical attention and are displaying symptoms. And Mike McConnell added that lack of communication with the homeless is a missed opportunity to educate and that uh, many are concerned about being locked up against so well. If um, your community has had a challenging uh, issues with the criminalization of homelessness, I want to rethink that for right now, and definitely keep the lines of communication open. Um, you want the most vulnerable to come to you to help, not be afraid to contact you. Just some of my, my views on enforcement activities. Uh, if you do have ordinances or law of, or law violations that you encounter, it's a good time to educate and communicate the homeless on what's the status of what's going on, where can they get help, what can they do, make sure they know about this. I talked to one uh, one lady who lives in a camp about a week ago, and she kind of knew a little bit about what's going on, but didn't know the the nitty-gritty about it um, myself and a volunteer from the community pet project who you can follow on facebook they do great work we rescued five kittens there and there should be by now in foster homes they're about a month old and she wanted to hug us and we t- explained to her why we couldn't do that right now any other day or a week or down the line but not right now so if you do have law violations, good time to educate about them what's going on, what they can do. And also many jails are not taking low-level offenders or it's just for exigent circumstances. Many are releasing them. If someone is being held in jail for a very low bond, particularly the homeless, they might have $50, 100 $500 bond for soliciting or panhandling. Many of them are getting released. So you bring them to jail, they're probably going to let them out the back door anyway. So use it as an opportunity to, learn to for them to learn and educate them if needed. Panhandlers, uh, there are some out there, still a few at least where I am. Most generally are attempting to meet their day-to-day needs. And once again, good opportunity to educate them and tell them their activities are unsafe due to lack of social distancing. So in other words... If they are approaching a vehicle to take money, that's another opportunity for the virus to spread. Uh, they should be directed to food pantries, soup kitchens, or any place that can assist them for whatever they need—addictions, mental health resources, etc. So, if you, if, particularly if you live in an area where the police and the homeless have had tense relations, now is a good opportunity for the police to lead the way and do some things that uh, maybe in the past they would not have done or would not even have considered. Um, Right now, the shelters and social service organizations are are stretched beyond the limit. Many of them have, uh, their staff can't work if they are at risk of being infected, and they're dependent on grant funding and donations. Some of those donations are drying up right now, because previously many of the people that were donating and now may have lost their job or be in the service economy and many of them uh, are in a position right now where they need to get help. So some of their don- donations, et cetera, might be limited. So if you can help out organizations in your community, that's a very good idea. Set up san- sanitation stations and portable toilets, good opportunity for the ones that are out there on the streets, to at least have some basic access to sanitation and reduce the risk of of the virus transmission. The most vulnerable, I would suggest getting motel rooms for them. And this is a good opportunity to get them off the streets and try and get them in the system and help them. Uh, many of the hotels and motels are closing due to lack of business. Many are laying off employees. So I th- suspect you could probably negotiate a very good deal right about now with a hotel if you wanted to house um, some of your unsheltered homeless there. It's a good way to socially distant them, keep them a little more isolated than they were before. Once again, don't force them there. Don't hold them hostage there. Food can be supplied from food banks or soup kitchens, etc., Consider some are already doing is like San Diego is using their convention center to housing sheltered homeless. Many communities already have experience with cold weather shelters or shelters for hurricanes, etc. So uh, kind of use that model to shelter the homeless, although it might be going on for a longer time period. Even where I am, there are two to three cruise ships a day in port. I know Carnival Corporation, from what I've said, they have have uh, at least expressed an interest in people that are, um, you know, have uh, allowing their ships to shelter people if necessary. I'm sure there'd be a cost to that, but most of them are sitting unused right now. Their stock is down and um, they're not having any cruises, so I'm sure they would welcome the opportunity. And the crews are already experiencing sanitation and quarantine procedures. Another one, this is probably not it's probably be the most controversial but I think one, I think these are challenging times normally I'm not a big fan of uh, unsanctioned encampments you might want to rethink that for a while uh, you might not have the budget to put people up in a motel and uh, so some are going to be there um, outside on the streets so if you can, if there is a place you you might want to have a temporary encampment where people can go, or or uh, allow a non-governmental organization or charity to set up temporary housing somewhere, building tents, etc., and let them stay there. I definitely would have a sunset overpass or a sunset provision in there so that once this this is over, it doesn't become a permanent encampment. And But you should have a plan to get them from your temporary encampment into um, more permanent solutions once this is over. I definitely wouldn't. Well, sorry, we're closed. Here you go. Have a nice day. Don't kick them to the curb. Just have a plan at the end. But for right now, I think public health-wise, it's best to get as many people um, off the streets as, as possible tens of quarantine locations and talk about, a little bit about involuntary commitments as particularly if you're a police officer like I am you might encounter this any of the uh, any of these solutions I've mentioned that can also be used for temporary hospitals or quarantine facilities you might have some coexisting um, with each other like you might have a temporary encampment or or a temporary hospital in the convention center, you might have housing there as well, just as long as you keep it distant. There are C D C guidelines which I won't go over them there, which you can read in the online article and I'll have links in the in the show notes you can look at about, about guidelines for, for encampments and how to shelter people. One example, for example, is they should have twelve 12 by 12 foot space or 144 square feet or the guidelines from the CDC about how to do this and I won't um, go over them now but uh, you can read them, take a look at them uh, I found, found them very helpful anyway let's see what else do we have here yeah I've got uh, in the show notes also I have a bunch of references that you can look at and as always if you have any questions don't hesitate to contact me Info at com uh, or by phone, 800-643-1997. You might see a Zoom link every once in a while. Um, if you want a private chat or even a group chat, I'm doing that. It's going to have that. Ask me anything. I'll have them from time to time. My schedule may be a little chaotic for the near future, but um, if you want to book a either a private or or a group video conference and have any questions or particularly if you're a police agency do not know what to do then let me know and i can certainly try and help you anyway appreciate this episode of uh, this week in homelessness uh, we're going to have some good uh, excellent guests coming up in the near future i appreciate all the folks that have already volunteered to be a guest and those that are watching this if any questions comments concerns if you like this or even you think, well, this totally sucks, well, well don't have to watch, but uh, welcome any feedback, etc. So anyway, so I appreciate, uh, appreciate you joining in, and I will talk to you very soon. Stay safe out there, everyone, and go forth, do great things, and help your fellow man. Bye-bye.